is Christine Conti, and you are listening to best-selling author of Split Second Courage. What if your fears were the key to your dreams? That's right, everyone. Available on Amazon right now as an ebook or paperback. Grab your copy today and unleash your inner superhero. What is holding you back from living the life you truly deserve? It is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazies. And a microphone. We are where it's at. I love another uh, crazy Friday afternoon. Brian, how you doing? Uh, it's good. I'm happy. It was a good conversation we just had. I love the talking about Hallmark and not the channel. <laughs> the Hallmark channel? Yeah. Oh, I imagine it was like some burly dude with like a flannel that like, you know, is a little bit lonely and everyone's mysterious and not quite sure uh, who he is or why he's new and in town. And he sees children. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They think he's bad, but then he's, he's great. Got a nice haircut and sideburns. Oh my gosh. Okay, that is not what we're talking about. <laughs> we're talking about the Hallmarks of aging. Right? Don't be scared. It's not boring. This is this is really important. Um, did you know that the things we do in life, what we choose to do, can actually slow the aging process? Hello? Yeah, of course. Did you know this? I know it. Yeah. Right? The things we put in our body can cause us to age prematurely. Brian, The did lack you of know? exercise, right, can yeah. it help us to age prematurely. And, uh, you know, uh, here we have Chris uh, Mirabali. That's right. Yeah. He is... Okay, so... He has this really awesome backstory. First of all, he's from Long Island, so that's there's that. <laughs> but second is that he went through um, – he actually had a brain tumor when he was 15. And he takes us through what that was like and turning off different parts of his brain and relearning things and um, really spurred his interest in you know longevity and what, what can we be doing to literally live our best lives. And um, he talks a lot about – kind of the biological, right? Kind of getting into the cellular level and what is happening. And I'll let him explain it. I'm doing a terrible job. So he is going to walk you through this. And he actually has a company called Novos. And what is amazing, it says younger for longer. And I'm going to leave it at that because who the heck doesn't want to be younger for longer? That's right. It's, it's you know, it's a product that's designed to, uh, kind of combat those nine hallmarks of aging or uh, have your body work better with those nine hallmarks of aging. And, uh, you know, Chris is just a really unique guy. He's got uh, uh, some very, very smart people and uh, well-researched. Uh, and a good story. Yeah, no, that's oh. that's what I love the most is the story, oh, right? So How awesome. did he get here? Why, why does he think that this is so important? And, uh, you know, the story that you'll hear is, is pretty cool and unique. And uh, it just uh, gave him a perspective on life that uh, he wanted to just dig a little deeper, find out more about how, how humans work. Why humans work this way? Why did he what, get a tumor? Like yeah. that's it, that's the cool stuff. And what and what we can do to kind of combat it, make it better, and younger, uh, stay younger for longer. Novoslabs.com. N O V O S Labs.com. <laughs> Seriously, check it out. All right, here we go. Thank you. 
is another amazing episode of the Two Fit Crazies and a Microphone podcast. Brian, how are you? We are where it's at, Christine. Of course we are. <laughs> We've had a little bit of a hiatus, and um, I feel like it's we haven't been doing this enough, you know? We need to get back in the in the groove. The one a week. Stop going to Africa and I'm doing sorry. all these like safari things. Go a little trip, Saving a little trip, a little vacation. Yes, right. Oh my gosh, we are here with an awesome guest today. Oh, I mean, all of our guests are awesome, but you know what, Chris Mirabali, how are you? I am doing great. Thanks for having me. How are you guys? Of course. Crazy. 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 Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Bananas. That's it first. <laughs> Chris, oh, where, where are you coming to us from today? I am in South Florida today. There you oh. go. All right. Land of milk and honey down there. It's not so bad. Yeah. it's not, The weather is beautiful. That's the, And this is the time of year to be here. There you go. Oh, my gosh. Is that where you're, oh, is that where you're from originally, in South Florida, or no? No, originally from New York. See? Spill ah, it. Up in Long Island, went to college in New York City, stayed there for, lived in Manhattan for 18 years, and then COVID kind of pulled me out here. All, All right. right. Okay. We're on Long Island. <laughs> a town called Manhattan. Oh, okay. I was a town called Babylon. <laughs> oh, The okay. heart of it all has it all, Babylon. Um. Yeah, I had a bunch of friends. I played volleyball in um, out of a club that was in centered in Nassau County. So I had a lot of Manhasset and Valley Stream friends and and whatnot. So beautiful, beautiful. Welcome, welcome, Great. fellow, <laughs> welcome, fellow Long Islander. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Where are you guys calling from? We're in New Jersey. So you went to sunny Southern Florida, and Christine got to go to. The Jersey Shore. It's not. It's an hour it's south bad. of New York City. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. Right. It's not it's bad. Beautiful. It's not bad. It's we, just it's, cold right now. She's it's serving crazy. a life sentence. In the summer, it's it's better than the summer here. So you know, right. kind of flips. There you go. Right. There you go. It's my purgatory. There you go. <laughs> How's uh, it, um, Southern Florida? What's the scene like? Is it healthy? Is it uh, active? Uh, what's uh, what's what's it like down there? Yeah, I'd say it's it's pretty healthy, pretty active. Uh, it's not it's not to the same degree as being in like Manhattan, where you've got like everyone running on the West Side Highway or in inside of a gym working out and you know doing acrobatics and stuff uh, on the West Side Highway. But <laughs> it's uh, healthy. A lot of people outdoors, uh, biking, running by the beaches. You know, it's hard not to. Uh, though you also then have the other opposite extreme of those who are very sedentary and, um, you know, at least visually speaking, they don't look like they exercise very much. All right. Is that good or bad for business? Which end helps you more? Uh, well, you know, ultimately the, the, the fit minded people are the ones who are most conscious about their health. So those are the people who are most likely to hear about us first, who can use the help the most. It's going to be those who are less healthy. Right. But, uh, uh, so it, I, th I think it really comes down to a question of time horizon. Like right now, it's more of the fit or health-minded people, but longer term, the vision of, of Novos is to to uh, get to the more average general population because they could they could uh, use the help that much more. 
All right. But we're not even getting into Novos yet because we have to hear the backstory. <laughs> okay. Right. Backstory. Of course. We love the story. Our listeners love the story because you don't just, number one, you don't just fall on this podcast. There's a whole reason why people wind up here. And it's usually because their story got them to something amazing in life or led them, you know, to, to create something or to change more lives. And you started out, you know, we're Long Island boy, but something happened in your life that, that might've uh, shaken things up. Do you want to uh, delve into this a little bit? Sure, sure. So I was 15 years old and I was on a school trip. I was the only student on the trip. Um, it was a, a club I was a member of at, and I was in New York City at the Federal Reserve Bank. I was, uh, I had a chaperone, one of my, my teachers and I suddenly felt dizzy and nauseous while listening to a speech at, at the Fed, Fed Bank and I uh, told myself I'll count to 10, and if I'm not feeling good by 10, I'll get up for some help. I didn't want to cause a scene. And I counted. I hit seven, and I thought I was starting to feel better, but I didn't hit eight. And next thing I knew, I had I woke up on the floor. I had blood all over my shirt, and it turned out that I had just had a seizure. Uh, my my teach side trying to use my cell phone uh, to call 911 and the bank wouldn't let him because it was a security threat. There was more gold. There's rumored to be more gold in the basement of the building I was in than anywhere else in the world. And so they thought, Hey, maybe this kid is, uh, <laughs> this is a lethal weapon and they're going to try to, you know, uh, steal all of the gold in the basement. But, uh, Ultimately, they, they allowed for the phone call eventually. Then the ambulance came and brought me to uh, a hospital downtown before transferring me to NYU Hospital. And uh, they uh, found a large mass on my left temporal lobe, so just above my left ear. And it turned out that it was uh, a brain tumor. So that was a very uh, dramatic experience. Uh, it, it kind of, uh, you know, knocked me, knocked me out of my stride. Prior to that, I was really interested in exercise. I started exercising when I was 12. I was reading Men's Health Magazine and Men's Fitness and so on when I was 12 years old. And, uh, and it was very consistent every single day, practically, uh, either running or, or calisthenics and so on. And, uh, and suddenly this happened to me. So uh, they had to do emergency surgery and, um, it completely changed my life. So you have surgery. What is they were able to, you know, through that one surgery or was this, you know, multiple? What was your recovery like? What happened? Yeah. So before even going into the surgery, they uh, had to do a series of tests. And so first of all, they found that the brain tumor was rather large. It was larger than a golf ball. And people don't realize how small our brains really are. They're just a little bit larger than our fists, right? So a golf ball is, is pretty large um, compared to that. And uh, one of the tests they did, this was something I, I re remember very clearly uh, because of how dramatic and significant it was. They uh, wheeled me into a room and a nurse uh, asked me to disrobe. And I was like, what? <laughs> Did the, the problems up here, not down there. 
And she said, oh, they didn't tell you about this procedure. I said, no. She said, well, we have to send a tube up from your groin to your brain. And we're going to send a chemical through it to turn off different regions of your brain. I was like, do you really have to go from my groin? Like, what about somewhere else? Maybe my nose? It's like the only other place is through your nose. But it, by doing that, we'll, we'll, we'll rupture um, an artery there and you will die immediately. So okay. I was like, okay, all right, do what you have to groin do. Groin it is. So, yeah, groin it is. So they, they sent the chemical through and at different points, uh, they turned off different areas, different regions of my brain. And so there was one point, for example, where they, they turned off the speech portion of my brain. And so I didn't know what they were doing. They showed me a banana and they said, what is this? And I'm thinking to myself, like, do you think I'm an idiot? I don't know what a banana is. So I say, it's a banana. <laughs> I can't say the word banana. Uh, and they see me getting frustrated. They move on to something else, a, a bottle of water. And they asked me to pronounce it, like say what that is. And I couldn't say that either. And it was amazing. Um, not in a positive sense, but a positive in the sense of like me actually experiencing like what some sort of neurological disorder can, can do to us and how frustrating and difficult. And it was, it was eye opening in that sense. Uh, but they, they also at some point made me blind and I couldn't see anything and, and deaf, I couldn't hear anything. And so it was an eye opening experience, but that was prior to the surgery. So then the actual operation, they, they used um, a radioactive gun to, um, try to pulverize the, the tumor. Um, and, uh, fortunately, uh, they didn't know whether they would be able to get all of it in, in the first operation, but fortunately they did. And I had to continue to go for MRIs uh, continually, nonstop for the first year. And then like once a, every quarter, and then once every six months, once a year. Now I'm down to once every few years. But for the remainder of my life, I should continue to get the MRI. Um, and that first year was very difficult recovery, mainly from a psychological perspective. Just the uh, anti-seizure medications they were giving me the neuroinflammation, all of this just made me dumb. Like I'll put it simply, it was, I was dumb. I had gone from being in like advanced placement classes and doing very well in school to not being able to recite a sentence that was just read to me five seconds prior. Like I, I couldn't repeat it. I couldn't remember what was said, but it was transformative in a positive sense. I went from playing on the football team and experimenting with beer with my crew um, Friday night, writing poetry in the woods by myself, right. Uh, writing journal entries and thinking about mortality and my existence and asking myself existential questions. And it was really a transformative experience. One that, you know, speaking with, with older people who are, are considering those types of topics uh, I was thinking about, almost identically to what, what they're thinking about when I was 15 years old. So that planted a seed, which as we talk about Novos, I think would make some sense as to what that seed was and what it led to. These it, are the stories, Brian. I know. I love it. I love the oh, stories. Oh, I love it. it I it's love really it. incredible because you are just a young man when all this is happening, right? 15 years old. And you know, that's a lot for anybody to tackle, but 
you know, you, 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 I'm sure at some point you thought, uh, you know, am I ever going to be the same again? Am I ever coming back from this? Is this, you know, something that is a permanent? What's the deal? Uh, as you rehab, how long does it take you to kind of get through some of these things? And, and how long does the recovery from something like that? And how long has it been? Well, um, it's been about, well, 23 years. Okay. Plus or minus. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, the, the rehab uh, process, it, it, I would say the first year was the most difficult. Um, that also happened to be SAT time and getting ready to apply for colleges. And so there was a particular amount of pressure on me at that point. I was very lucky. My, my high school uh, had assigned uh, private tutors to me for the first month. So th- people would come to my home and, and try to teach me, but I was taking AP physics and AP history and a whole bunch of AP economics. Like it was just overwhelming. Um, fortunately I passed, but it, it was, it, it was a very, very frustrating experience. Um, but one that, that humbled me, right? Like I was, I hadn't struggled with school prior to that. And I was really, really struggling, like to the most extreme degree. Um, and then eventually I, I started to get back to my, my normal self. But, um, I would say it was the most dramatic after the first year. Uh, I came off of the medications as well, but uh, things weren't like perfect probably for at least uh, another year or so after that for me to really be back to my, my normal self. So take us forward now. I mean, you, you survived this. You say it's a transformative experience, which, it, I mean, any one of us that have been through quote-unquote transformative experiences do not come out the same person as we were before. And like you said, you, you know, you're interested in sports and movement and, you know, and being healthy, and then you go through this. And what... Now, what are you thinking going forward? You know, you obviously are, I would say, really passionate about longevity and quality of life and health. Where where does this come in? Yeah, so so my, my health uh, up to that point was purely superficial. Like, I, I just wanted to be attractive to the girls in school and, you know build some muscle and be in good shape and so on uh, and, and do well in sports. But after this experience, it, it really transformed it. And I started to comprehend the idea of biological health for the first time. Like you, you could look good in the mirror and you can have, you know, muscles and do well in sports, but that doesn't mean that your organs are healthy. There could be something else happening within your body. And uh, that hit home really hard. And so I, my, my interest in health, I, I guess, matured to one that was an interest also in like the biology of health. And, um, I, I started to, I, I was curious about what was it that led to me getting the brain tumor? Like, why did my classmates not get it? I was, you know, quote unquote healthier than they were, at least from a distance, it seemed that way. And uh, the neurosurgeon said that the chances of me getting the brain tumor again, was equal to anyone else getting it in the first place. It was just like, um, it was a fluke, um, a random chance mutation. Uh, but I, I never 
I never really accepted that. Uh, I wanted to figure out whether that was the case. It took a while. It took a number of years, but eventually 23andMe came out when I was in my 20s. And I, I did the genetic analysis. And then I plugged that genetic analysis into third-party tool sets like Genetic Genie and so on. And I was able to like dig into specific genes and to look for things related to brain tumors. And I found that I did have a slightly higher propensity for brain tumor than the average person. It wasn't a, an enormous number. It was maybe 20% higher chance. So in cells and maybe it's one in 800 for me. But that was enough for me to at least put that to rest and say, okay, I have some sort of understanding that there was something genetically involved in, in this, um, in this, this, uh, incident. Um, but then that kind of set me off on this, this path of, of really wanting to better understand my health from a genetic perspective. And, uh, I started researching different nutrients, like the, the, the required nutrients from vitamins and minerals. To then, of course, going down the rabbit hole of all of these phytonutrients and all these other, um, you know, amino acids and peptides and so on and so forth, and just started experimenting a lot in the quote unquote biohacker type of way. And that was like my mid twenties, uh, no, actually my late twenties, early thirties. Um, and, uh, uh, longevity started to come into play in my early thirties, which, uh, I kind of had like this aha moments, which I can share with you uh, if you'd like. Wait, yeah. go, hold on. We got to go back to like, I'm experimenting with, you know, genetic yeah. testing and whatnot in my 20s. What does that mean? Like, what does that look like? You know, because many people in their yeah, 20s are right. not like in, you know, in their bedroom making a science project unless it's something not legal. But um, and, and is it part of formal education? Are you are you studying these things as you go? So or you, many questions. Yeah, I, I, a lot. You know, is this like a a, yeah. a a basement lab that you have here with like uh, Bunsen burners God, and Chris. things like that? What's going on? <laughs> not not nearly as exciting as that. I would love for for it to be like that. It sounds like a Netflix special, right. but uh, it, it's it's much more simple than that. So it's like spitting into a tube, mailing it in, waiting a few months, and then getting your results, which is in this normal online interface that tells you like your propensity for certain types of um, genetic uh, sure. conditions or phenotypes as they're called like mm. brown hair bl- I, brown I've done 23 and so me I've, I've done that at least gotten that far and I do know that okay. some genetic you know uh, you know possibilities I guess is uh, you know risk what, factors exactly yeah. yeah sure sure so um, yeah so so but that's what, it. what I so what what I t- well, no. So what I did that was different. Uh, you can export your actual uh, genetics um, in a text file, right? Uh, and you can then import that text file into third-party software that then ana- uh, analyzes all of uh, your your genetic code that you uploaded, and then it can look for specific patterns in what are called single nucleotide polymorphisms or SNPs. And this is basically like which which genes do you have that are are distinct or different from the general population? Uh, and twenty three and me only only sequences a a finite portion, a small portion of your genes of your entire genome. Uh, it's the most studied portion of your genome. But uh, since then, I've had my entire genome sequenced, and so this way, every single gene I can dig into if if there's you know, future discoveries and so on. I can always refer back to that one. I'm like you. I want to know. I want to know what 
you know, I can expect. I want you know, want to know if there's what the risk factors are. Other people don't. Uh, you know, obviously, you've had that transformational experience that you know you're just digging deeper and deeper. Why, 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 why? What do I need to know? And all those things. Um, did you find out things as you went that you know you kind of wish you didn't know, or is it all just good data? I think it's all good data just because of my mindset. I, I go into this thinking um, probably the same as you. I'd like to know because knowledge is power, power right? Like sure. the, the cliche. But by having that knowledge, I can now adapt my lifestyle in one way or another so that I can reduce the likelihood. Like what people don't realize is that like there are very few genes that are so powerful that you – are like 100% going to uh, end up with that specific condition. There's something called your epigenome or epigenetics, which is gene expression. So which genes are turned on and which genes are turned off. This plays into the topic of aging, but it also plays into the topic of, of disease and disease progression. And so understanding which genes I have then makes me aware, like if I have a higher chance of cardiovascular disease and a lower chance of cancer, okay, well, I'm going to be careful about both of them, but I'm going to pay a little bit more attention to what are the things that can improve cardiovascular health. Maybe I'll be more sensitive about my LDL and HDL ratios and so on um, than I otherwise would be if I had a very low uh, likelihood for it, right? So I, I, th- I think that having that information is, is really powerful. For me, what did I discover? There, there wasn't anything that really scared me, but I did learn some things like, for example, I have a homozygous mutation mutation. So this basically means both genes are mutated um, for a specific gene called MTHFR. A lot of people do. Yes. Call it what it sounds like. Uh, MTHFR C677T. And that's a very technical way of basically saying that this is a methylation and detox gene. And I know that still sounds confusing, but uh, methylation is a process of your epigenome to turn genes on and off. And this mutation makes me less efficient or effective at doing that than the average person. Now, me having this, it's actually very common. Like the homozygous mutation, it's estimated about 10 to 15% of the population has it. And a heterozygous mutation where only one of the genes is quote unquote defective, uh, is is like 40, 50% of the population. So it's very common to have this. But knowing this changes the types of foods and supplements that I focus on to improve everything from my neurotransmitters. So like the dopamine and serotonin and acetylcholine, like the things that keep me awake and focused and in a positive mood and so on. Um, that all needs to, is all influenced by this. And so the nutrients I intake are influenced by that. Um, the, uh, detoxification of my body, like things like heavy metals or, or toxins you breathe in through the air, pollution, uh, different foods you eat and so on. Uh, that's involved with this process. So the different supplements include the, the B vitamins, first and foremost, especially like folate, for example. And then what's called methyl donors. So that methylation process, you need actual methyl groups on a molecular level. You need these methyl groups and you can get those from foods like uh, egg yolks or liver or uh, fish. And so by concentrating on, on supplementing with the B vitamins and then getting additional choline from my diet, I was able to 
kind of transform how I feel, uh, just far more energy, far more focused and so on. And that was by having dug into my genes. So take us forward now. So you've got, you're now, <laughs> all right, I'm doing all these things and I'm, I'm an experiment of one is what we always talk about. You're an experiment of one. You find this information out and now is it just, I have to share this with people. I know that there's something out there that I have. So take us to how you came about with Novos and what are you doing? Sure. So it, it wasn't that immediate. Uh, the, the thing that really did transform my thinking was I came across a paper in a very prestigious scientific journal called Cell back in 2000, I don't know, 14 or so. So almost a decade ago. And it was called the nine hallmarks of aging. And this paper was a meta-analysis. They looked at hundreds of other studies and they tried to understand what causes aging and by extension, the diseases of aging. That's everything from cancer to heart disease, diabetes, osteoporosis, sarcopenia, the list goes on. Practically every disease you think of, the number one risk factor is aging and getting older. So they were able to categorize these studies and find that there are specific biological processes that take place that lead to the aging process. And that was an aha moment for me because everything that I was concerned about, like getting diseases and growing older, uh, I wanted to try to prevent the diseases and try to slow down the process of growing older as much as possible. Try to be as young as possible for as long as possible, essentially. And, um, and so seeing this paper, I then kind of set out to, first of all, better understand it, but then to network with scientists and to get like the inside scoop on everything. Uh, my background, my professional background has been as a consumer focused entrepreneur. I've started technology companies focused on consumers. I'm not a biotech person, but I've always had this passion and, and researched this on the side. So I, I was fluent enough in the science, but I was admittedly not going to start a pharmaceutical or biotech company um, in the traditional sense. But what I wanted to create was a consumer biotech company, something that took the best of the consumer supplement world and nutrition world and took the best of the biotech world in terms of their their quality controls, the the advanced science that they, they leverage and merge it together into something that would be accessible for you and me and my family and so on. And so I networked with these scientists and I asked them questions about these hallmarks of aging or causes of aging and different natural ingredients that I had been researching that were found to impact these causes of aging. And I wanted to know from them point blank, is there something real here? Is this legitimate or um, is it snake oil, so to speak? And I was surprised to find that they were actually very optimistic about these natural ingredients and their impact on these pathways, these biological pathways of aging. And that was the validation I needed to say, okay, I've got something here where rather than waiting decades for biotech to do these revolutionary things related to aging, that would also probably be very invasive and expensive and somewhat risky since they're brand new. Uh, why not take things that are found in nature and uh, make it something available over the counter that the FDA is not going to restrict. And of course, apply all of the research that we need to and the scientific studies and clinical trials and so on 
that a typical biotech would do, but apply that for the sake of a consumer. And that's when I decided to, to launch Novos. And just like that, overnight, <laughs> here it is. I launched it. it I mean, it's a unbelievable, you know, kind of backstory as to why and the science behind it. And so what, obviously, we all want to improve the quality of life. We all want to feel better on a daily basis. What is it that sets this apart? So like I said, you know, in your in your background, younger for longer, what does that mean? Sure. So, so there are these nine hallmarks of aging. It's actually been since extended to 10 hallmarks of aging. And so these are the things that on a, on a microscopic scale start to go wrong as we get older. So I mentioned the epigenome before. So certain genes turn on that shouldn't. Um, and those tend to be inflammatory genes and then certain genes turn off that shouldn't. And those tend to be repair genes. Another one, uh, mitochondrial dysfunction. So many people, especially in the athletic field, know what mitochondria right. is by now. It's the power plants of our cells, right? Converting the food you eat, the carbs, the fats, the proteins into energy that the cells can use, ATP. And that starts to dis become dysfunctional as we age. You have fewer of them. They don't produce as much energy. There's something called cellular senescence. This is when cells that should die uh, or be removed by the immune system, they turn into a zombie-like state. Now, it's believed to be a protective uh, measure that the body takes. For example, a cancerous cell, the body can convert it into a senescent cell. But these senescent cells linger, and they release a, a uh, what's called a senescent-associated secretory phenotype, a big word for basically inflammatory molecules that cause inflammation across your body and then nearby cells to also turn senescent or into a zombie as well. So I just mentioned three of them. There's seven more. But the point is that when you address the specific underlying causes and you give them the the, the molecules or nutrients that are needed to either help them to continue to function at an optimal level or prevent their degradation, uh, then you're going to actually fundamentally impact the aging process. Whereas what traditionally people think of as anti-aging is really more superficial. It's like a skin cream that hydrates the skin, but it's not doing anything fundamental or biological for the aging of your skin. It is just giving you hydration. Whereas we are, are addressing things like crosslinks, which crosslinks is another hallmark of aging where sugar bonds to the proteins in different cells, including your, your, your skin or your veins and arteries and so on. And it stiffens it. So it's no longer soft and pliable and elastic. It becomes stiff and hard and starts to wrinkle. Um, it's why your, your blood vessels, are, uh, one of the reasons why your blood vessels become stiffer. Um, so by addressing these things directly, we can improve, uh, the, the, um, biological causes of aging. And then by extension, help you to be younger for longer, to feel like your younger self for a longer period of time. All right. How does, how does Novos, uh, work? How's it administered? How's it taken? I guess. I know. I'm like, how do we do term? this? How do I, well, How's it happen? Right. And, and I, and I, I well, right. of course I have more questions, but go ahead with that one. 
Sure. So, so first of all, I, I want to be very clear, like to, to be, uh, you know, intellectually honest about all of this. This is a, um, an emerging field, right? So there's, first of all, there's tons of scientists in the field. It's attracting more money than probably any other industry in human history. Uh, and, um, the, uh, but, but it's something that we're going to learn more and more and more over the years. So what Novos produces is going to change over time. Sure. Uh, what we have right now, is three different products you can purchase from us. One is called Novos Core. This is the foundational product. It's a powdered drink mix. I have it right here, actually. Um, and you just tear open the sachet. It has 12 ingredients. It would otherwise take about a dozen pills. So we put it into a drink mix. It's um, We have two versions. We have orange flavor, which is sweetened with stevia and erythritol, so there's no calories in it. Um, and then we have unflavored, which... Uh, you can mix into like a smoothie or uh, protein uh, shake and so on. Um, and it has practically no impact on, on the, the taste of that. Um, and uh, you take it every day, ideally with the first meal of your day. There are short-term benefits that, that you can experience as well. Everything from improved skin health it usually takes about uh, four to eight weeks, but a little bit better hydration from the inside out. Um, improvement in mood. So people, especially people who, who, um, tend to be a little bit anxious, um, it improves calmness and, uh, improved energy, typically mediated through improved sleep. So that's the first product. The second product is Novos Boost. That is one single ingredient. I have that here too. So it's one ingredient called nicotinamide mononucleotide or NMN. It was made famous by uh, Dr. David Sinclair at Harvard University. He's done a lot of research on it. Dr. Sinclair wrote the book Lifespan, which was a New York Times bestseller yes, a couple yep. of years ago. He's an authority in the field. And um, and so that's NMN. And then the third product we just launched a month ago, it's called Novos Age. It's a biological age test. So we were talking before about genetic testing. This is epigenetic testing. So researchers at Duke University and Columbia University uh, work together on creating this biological clock that we offer through Novos Age, which is called the Dunedin Pace Clock. And it essentially tells you your pace of biological aging. So the normal average pace would be one year per chronological year. But if you are living an exceptionally healthy lifestyle, you might be aging 10 or 15 or 20 or even 30% slower than the average person. Like my, my result, I believe was 0.67 or 0.69. I have to check the exact number, but it was, it was more than 30% slower than the average person. On the other hand, if you're living an unhealthy lifestyle, smoking a pack a day and sitting on your couch all day, you might be aging 10, 15% faster than everyone else. And so that discrepancy is very significant. If you look at, um, two 40 year olds, they could be twins who uh, one has an unhealthy lifestyle and is biologically aging faster, and then the other is the reverse. One looks like a 50-year-old. The other looks like a 30-year-old. It looks like a 20-year age gap between them simply because of their, their lifestyles, and that is the power of nature versus nurture. It, that is the nurture element, how much more powerful your lifestyle can be on your aging process than your genetics, which only account for about 20 to 30% of your, your aging did you see, so those are the three products. I was going to say, did you see, speaking of, did you see the Stanford study that came out about um, 
about kids and teenagers and how the pandemic affected their brain and their their brain age. I thought that was – did you see that? Not yet. That no. was fascinating and how they took pictures before and then put them under extreme stress and the pandemic, they weren't living the healthiest lifestyle and how their brains are, are have aged so much more than the average you know, teenager and they are – are they're, they're actually going to study them for the rest of their life because, you know, of all of the, you know, degenerative diseases that they could, you know, get earlier and and what's going to happen. I thought that was fascinating. And just exactly what you're, you know, what you're talking about on different levels is, you know, what are what are we doing? What are we doing to ourselves that, you know, are aging us or keeping us healthy and and again, keeping us younger for longer? I love that. So bravo. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's really unfortunate that the specific test, uh, the Dunedin PACE test that we offer, the researchers actually found that there was a, um, a direct impact on childhood trauma and the pace at which you're, you're aging. So if you lived in an abusive household, for example, um, as a child, that will accelerate your aging, which we, you could see decades later. I mean, in your forties and fifties, um, you're able to kind of track that back. So, yeah, everything that you're doing throughout your lifespan uh, can impact your pace of aging. Um, that's not to say that if, if you had, like, difficult experiences or, or poor health in the past that you should feel discouraged. No, I mean, there's also a lot of research that shows that as old as you are, if you start making a positive impact on your health with physical activity, improving your diet, getting the right nutrients um, through diet or supplementation, uh, improving your social circles and eliminating toxic relationships from your life and trying to be more optimistic and positive, so on and so forth. All of these things can extend lifespan significantly and slow down the pace of aging, which is what the the Novos Age Kit is, is supposed to do. You're supposed to use the test and then integrate different longevity, pro-longevity lifestyle um, hacks into your life, right? So that could be taking Novos products, but it could also be what we recommend on our blog, like uh, Novos Longevity Diet, which you can find at novoslabs.com slash diet. Um, different lifestyle hacks, different sleep hacks, different exercise routines, and so on. Uh, and then test again uh, a year later, and you'll see most likely if you're if you're being disciplined and honest with yourself and you've really changed your lifestyle, you'll see a significant flowing of your pace of aging. So take away, take away all those things. So, you know, or maybe those things that we would go to first, the diet and the exercise and all those things. And we just have Novos, uh, to help us along. You know, is it, it's obviously supplemental to that. Do you feel like it could be done without those things? You know, obviously lifestyle is a factor, uh, in just about anything we do. Where does, where does Novos leave us stand alone, um, void of, of those other, uh, you know, uh, just interventions, I guess. Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, it, it's difficult to say precisely without actually doing a large scale clinical study and having like the, the control group and the experiment group and then comparing sure. the two. And then I can sure. give you like a really honest answer about that. What I would tell you um, intuitively, though, is that um, each one of these factors, each of the, one of these variables is going to have a additive effect on the, um, on, on your health and on, on your pace of aging, right? So in other words, 
if you did all of these things, improving your sleep, your diet, your activity levels and supplementation, that's fantastic. That's, that's 90% of the way there. If you skip everything and you only take the pill, maybe you get 25% of the way there or 30%, right? Um, but, uh, it's better than nothing, right? And so if you're, if you're lazy and you don't want to exercise, well, then you could probably use the, you know, use the supplementation. If you are also the type like me, who's kind of like a maximizer, I want to like maximize as, as uh, different aspects of my life as much as possible. I, I want to do it all. I want to exercise. I want to sleep well. I want to eat healthy and I want to take the supplements. So in either case, it could be healthy and helpful. It's a matter of setting your expectations, grounding your expectations. Do it all. I'm just kidding. No, um, well, of course. No, I but mean, it's it takes, important. It's, it's, you know, there's, there's different aspects. There's nine hallmarks of aging, right? Uh, so we got to address them every which way that we, that we can, or 10, I guess, now. Uh, real quick question on that. In the product, how do you address one more than the other? Is it necessary to address one of the, you know, these hallmarks more than the other? Are you uh, riding, a, you know, one particular area a little bit harder than the rest because it's more impactful to our aging? You know, it's it's hard for us, at least at this stage, to be able to definitively declare that we are addressing one hallmark more than the other. Right. Now, we're doing studies to try to to better understand that. Um, the the best way, the best shortcut to that uh, would be for us to look at the ingredients and see which hallmarks they're working on, and then to uh, hypothesize which one right. is is being impacted more. But it's it, that's not a, a perfect science, right? Because, um, you know, just because you have three ingredients that are, are impacting mitochondrial health and only one impacting or two impacting epigenetic health right. uh, doesn't mean that the three is greater than the two because we don't know the effect size of each of them and how the synergistic properties of them coming together impact them. So I, I couldn't give you an honest answer saying that we impact one hallmark more than the other. What I can say is that we do impact all 10 we're the very first and only product on the market to ever formulate this way. Um, this was under the guidance of our scientific advisory board, which has scientists from uh, Harvard Medical School, MIT, the Salk Institute, people like Dr. George Church, who invented genome sequencing in 1984. The year I was born, he created the the first method of direct genome sequencing. So, you know, these, these are whales in the biology world and, uh, and they, they assisted in this formulation process. So we're confident that it's, it's the right approach, but to be very specific like that, it'll take a lot of studies for us sure. to have more answers. And, you know, different for everybody, right? These hallmarks of aging don't affect everybody equally across the board, right? It's, it's, it, there's, I'm sure some genetic, uh, influence there as well. Of course. So definitely tell, tell our listeners right now, where can they go to find out more information? You mentioned a blog. You mentioned there's, you know, it's not just, you know, here, take this. It's a, listen, find out, you know, if this is something for you. But also, here's some information on nutrition. Here's some information on movement. Where do they go for all that information? Sure. So we are a public benefit corporation. I intentionally started Novos in, in that legal framework so that, we could do good for the public and not only focus on profit, right? So a typical company has to put shareholders in profit first 
Of course, we have to be very mindful of that, but we can make some decisions that are in the public interest, um, even if it's not maximizing profit. And so that's very important to me because I want to be able to help as many people as possible. Uh, a vision we have in the business is to add a billion years of life to humanity. So a, a billion years of productive, healthy life, of course, to humanity. And so it, it'll take time for us to get there. But one of the best ways for us to get there is to not require everyone to actually buy our product, but to share information, knowledge for people to be able to um, positively affect their lives. And then hopefully some of those people decide to be customers of, our, of ours as well. Um, so we have a lot of knowledge on our website. We have more than a hundred articles written by MDs and PhDs, all scientifically referenced. That's novoslabs.com slash blog. We have a questionnaire on our website that you can find on the top right corner of the website. It takes five minutes. It's basically a longevity assessment about your lifestyle and you get a score from that. Um, we have something called face age, which is a free tool. It costs us money to provide, but it's, it's free for consumers where you can take a selfie and with AI that's trained on the data set of more than 12 million people's photographs, it will tell you your facial age and your skin health. Oh boy. So yeah. How's that so, working uh, out? Like people you're wrinkling. Are, okay. You getting hate mail or what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, no, for the most part we don't, um, you know, most it's, it's, I think it's typically telling people what they already know, uh, but then giving them like the, the details about like, Maybe your skin's a little bit too red or too many wrinkles or large pore size. So then you can read an article about how to improve those things, right? So we never leave you empty handed. We never say like, Oh, here's, here's this problem. And then uh, go figure it out yourself. You we always old, give. Right? Are they like, I already know this. Uh, all I'm imagining, all I'm imagining is like a big red stamp X like over the face. Like you, you know, you're, you ugly. Uh, uh, <laughs> Sorry. You'd be surprised. A lot of people, I mean, you, you may very well get in reports that are younger than your actual age right. and then you're pleasantly surprised, right. right? So I doubt it, but it's um, very nice. So, like so the gray that's, hair, yeah, Nova's, take into account the gray hair. The, you know. oh, no, God. just, just, All right, we'll behave. And, and, we'll behave. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's novoslabs.com slash face age. Uh, and, uh, then beyond that, I have a blog of my own, which is called slowmyage.com. Uh, I'm also on Instagram and Twitter with slowmyage. And that's where I, I just document my own self experimentation, my results from epigenetic tests, from face age tests, from all of these different, uh, technologies that we now have. And then also documents my, my lifestyle. So the diet that I follow and, the uh, exercise routine and sleep hacks and so on. And then as I make changes, I track those changes and see if that alters the numbers for these biological outcomes. Cool. That's a little more sophisticated. That's more for like the, the, you know, the, the, uh, the geek amongst us who wants to dig in. Sure. Uh, Novoslabs.com is, is like the more general um, for, for most people. All right. Well, takeaway today, I think, you know, not just, for myself and I'm hoping the listeners get an idea of it's important to figure out what works for you. And I mean, just getting on your website is just find out, just get on there and see if, you know, what, what's out there, what's out there that could possibly help you. And, you know, when someone says, Hey, listen, 
what what are you what's what are you predisposed to what's I, do you know your your age you know what your markers are i mean just having people from what you talked about with the what is it the nine and now 10 um what is it called Mark, hallmarks. The hallmarks. hallmarks yeah, I couldn't yeah. forget the word hallmark. All I could think of is, you know, yeah. sad <laughs> movies. But the the hallmarks of age are – it's important for people to know that and know what they are. And and that I think is a really important topic that you hit on today. And again, your backstory and, and how it led you down this path is something that, you know, may just change someone else's life and allow them to experience just a better – a better time on this planet, you know, I, I, while we have it. Look, I am always at, I'm always telling people like you get one body, you get one brain, like read the manual, right? Make sure you know what's happening. Right. And you've done that like beyond you've read the, the manual and, 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 uh, you know, everything else that comes after you, you've got the, uh, uh, you know, just the inside out of, of all of it. So, uh, really neat, really cool. Uh, like the coding, even, you know, the coding to the manual. Love it. <laughs> Love it. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah. The, what, one thing very quickly that, that I, I, uh, I like to tell people is that when, when you focus on the causes of aging, you're thinking about the long term. but what's most important is you're also improving the short term as well. When you address these hallmarks and these mechanisms, when they're in their optimal place, you're in your optimal place. So some people, they think of longevity as kind of being like life insurance, like, ah, I'll deal with that another time. But it's different than life insurance because although you are accounting for the future, you're also making sure that the things you're doing best for you today as well. And not everything that's recommended in the health world is actually good for you right. in the long term. Right. More things are good for you in the health world in the short term, but come back to cost you in the long term. So this is a lens through which you can look at the health world and say, what is good for me both in the long term and in the short term? And then I think that's a really critical thing for, for people to understand. I really like that. That's a great point, right? Just because you're doing something for the future doesn't mean it can't help you now. Exactly. It has been an absolute pleasure. And thank you for spending some time with the Two Fit Crazies. We super appreciate you. <laughs> And, um, I appreciate you guys. Thank you. And with that said, we'll get all this information out. Listeners, if you missed anything, we'll put it out into the show notes. And with that said, it is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazies. And a microphone. We are where it's at. Peace.